as always, that was good friend of the show, Colin Gow, with his song podcast. I am Steve Shoney, uh, city manager for the city of Upper Arlington. I'm here with uh, my sidekick and colleague, Darren Shulman. I'm the city attorney for Upper Arlington. And we are very excited today. Uh, we have a special guest, a great resident of Upper Arlington, the OSU men's basketball coach, Chris Holtman. Coach, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, doing well. Great being with you guys. Appreciate you guys asking me to be on here. Yeah, thanks for hosting us um, over at The Shot. So um, we have a couple bits that we do in every podcast, and I think you'll get this one better than most of our guests. So um, we ask every guest, we give them three things, and we say, who do you start, who do you bench, who do you cut? Mm. And I'm going to give you the... OSU Upper Arlington basketball edition of this. Okay. All right. There's no wrong answers. There's no wrong answers. Start. Start. So one starts, one, one needs on the one. bench, and sorry, one just got cut. Oh, start, bench, bench cut. cut. Yeah. Well. All right. So here you go. And I think this is actually going to be the first one. I think your starter is going to be pretty easy. It's okay. who you bench and who you cut that okay. I think you're going to struggle with. Katie Smith. Bill Hoskett. <laughs> Danny Hummer. <laughs> oh, oh man, Danny's my guy, man. This is uh, yeah. You made it fairly easy there, um, because you have is Katie the greatest player to to, to ever play? I think as a Buckeye, she, as a Buckeye, she might be. I, yeah. I don't know that she would ever say that about herself. Yeah, she was pretty humble when we talked to her, but I think Hardware would say she is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think given that. Uh, you, that's a tough call between her and Bill. Bill, right? Bill was a part of the uh, greatest team ever here. Um, go but ahead. I always introduce Bill as the reason that the Knicks fans were so happy to see Willis Reed back. <laughs> Which is, he would appreciate Bill. He does. He appreciates it when oh, I say Oh, man. Bill, Bill's been so good to me. But I'd have to go Katie, Bill, and then the, the, the easy one uh, – Sorry, Danny, the cut is, is, is Danny. <laughs> so I just thought out of force of habit you would say that Danny was on the bench. I just I, I thought that might be <laughs> yeah, your potential. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, uh, Danny's pretty special because uh, he was he was he was our first. Uh, we called him when we got the job and, and his family's been awesome. Uh, love, love his family. They're beautiful people. Danny still comes around a lot, but yeah. Well, and Janine was Darren's predecessor. And I've known Mark coached both of my boys for a long time and, and one of my favorite stories about um, Mark is that it was you know we were doing Easter Sunday one year and um, you know who are you thankful for and all this <laughs> stuff and uh, my oldest had had a really tough season he was like in fifth grade or something and um, played some spring ball and Mark was the coach and we get around and, and literally my son said you know what are you thankful for I'm thankful for coach Hummer <laughs> Because, you know, Coach got me to have fun again. I, that's I, that's awesome. You know, I like um, teasing the Hummer family whenever I can because they're such good folks. So. They're great. I mean, they're great. We've been blessed with some – yeah, it's a big thing when you're when you're inviting someone on your team as a walk-on. You really have to vet them almost more than you would a recruit because um, you want to make sure they're bringing something, you know, to the group. Um, Danny was an unbelievable teammate, and we started him on senior day uh against illinois and he came out i almost couldn't take him out he played he played unbelievably well kind of made me wonder if i was making a mistake by benching <laughs> benching him the whole uh, the whole prior couple of years but so can you talk more about that so you know everyone talks about the top recruits and no one really looks into the whole world of walk-ons can you, what are you looking for how many do you where do you find them just kind of talking that process a little bit yeah unless to, it's like trade secrets no something. no i think it's it's probably fairly 
uh, common among among a lot of programs. You're looking for someone who is going to understand, has a, you know, in any with any player, you're looking for a, a self understanding of who you are, good self awareness. But for a walk on, it's got to be really important, right? You're you're in all likelihood never going to play, although some have. Um, but you are going to be an important member of the team. You have to be relatively low maintenance. You have to be a good student. There's no reason for us to add you if we've got to worry about your academics. Um, you know, the last thing we look for is could they ever play in a game in an emergency situation? That's at the very bottom of the list. Are they going to be a great teammate? Are they going to be okay going through as many as 140 or 50 games throughout their four-year career and not ever really get in any meaningful minutes? And if they're Are not you looking for like a guy who can help out in practice, like he's really good at defense, like and he can pretend to be somebody else. Or you're looking yeah. for like a three point ace or something or just, that, just good people. Are they a good enough athlete to be able to play on the scout team in practice? Um, if they're not, then you just can't add them. Um, they do have to have, you know, an athletic ability enough to be able to kind of go out there with high level division one athletes and compete. I always wanted to pitch my services to coaches because I had a great GPA. So I thought if you let me walk on, I can raise the team's yes. average GPA. <laughs> we look for that. So I, I would be. Oh, I still have four years left. If you okay. Right. <laughs> of eligibility. Yeah, we do look for the GPA boosters for sure. It's probably up there, top three qualities we look for in walk-ons. Not necessarily. We don't. We look for it in every athlete, but walk-ons I, for sure. The other criteria you mentioned, I. I mean, I would not be good at. So. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a. I got a junior who might be able to satisfy some of those criteria okay. for you, but you know, well, who you've actually seen play, uh, or at least shoot in my driveway. I remember one time it was during the pandemic. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, we were out in my driveway, and Nate was probably going into. I think it was pandemic. He was probably a rising freshman, and I'm out there rebounding for him. And I've got my back to the street, and I see him see somebody out of the corner of his eye out of the corner of his eye and all of a sudden he's standing up a little straighter shooting a little straighter and i'm thinking it's a girl because <laughs> he's right at that age and um finally you know he relaxes i'm like what are you doing and he mouths to me coach Owen. Coach Owen. and i turn around i turn around and you know here you are looking yeah. back and saying uh uh and i he still to this day remembers that you told him he had a really nice stroke he's a so. left lefty or no no he's a lefty right. yeah he, he lefty. remembers him yeah 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 no he he uh so yeah if you're if yeah, you're looking he, for that if you're looking for that that scout team guy you know left uh, left it's like lefty lefty quarterbacks in football lefty shooters in basketball they always kind of just the stroke is a little bit longer and it, it's usually a, a really pretty stroke i remember that you know the uh during COVID, man, we took long walks because we couldn't work. So most of our days were, couldn't come in. So most of our days were on the phone, checking in with staff and you were still recruiting actively. So you'd spend hours and hours on the phone. And my wife got tired of me being in the house. So we'd go for long walks. I'm sure you guys were in the same place. Yeah. And I remember walking down there, yeah. So it, it's, you've had so much change over the last three. I mean, is anything the same in recruiting? So you had COVID. You've got NIL, and then you had the extra year added in because of yeah. COVID. I mean, is anything the same, or is it a completely different game? The hardest thing for people who don't follow college athletics really closely is they think every sport's the same in the sense that every sport kind of has to recruit the same. College basketball is very different than college football. To begin with, if you get a really good college football player, he's probably going to be in your program for three years because he, he's not going to the NFL 
before that. So it creates some built-in stability. College basketball, we had our first one and done uh, in Malachi. You can lose guys. We've lost guys to the NBA or professionalization, and and it's happened. It happens in every program. We've been dealing with in college basketball the transfer portal um, in college basketball for the last five to ten years. So it's been guys jumping from one program to the next. Not we as in Ohio State, we as in just college basketball programs. Uh, We've actually had less transfers by far than the national average in college basketball. But there are a lot of things, and COVID, you're right, added a whole new dynamic to it with the extra year. And do you want to, you know, you don't want necessarily every kid to have maybe an extra year. So maybe that's where you help them find another opportunity. It's a lot going into that. Yeah, because I, you know, my... So I've got the junior, and then I have one who's now a freshman at OU. And Jeffrey was, frankly, wasn't quite big enough to play D1, and so he was never going to have that. But he had some friends who, pre-pandemic, pre-transfer portal, all that sort of stuff, would have been getting looks from D1. And then those kids are struggling to get D3 looks because of all that. It was yeah. our sense of stuff. So yeah. um, is there anything you like about the new way it's done, or is it – Oh, um, it seems that the results seem pretty good. So you must be liking it some reason. This current freshman group and and this upcoming, the class that we've just got commitments from and will sign is is probably by a significant margin our best recruiting classes we've had. Now, we've had some other good ones. E.J. Liddell was a part of a really good class. But that class in general didn't pan out like we wanted to. We've had other guys really grow and develop at high levels. Um, but, uh, you know, this is kind of our fourth and fifth recruiting cycles, and it's right now recruiting at a level that we've not seen, quite honestly. And uh, these these young guys, we got to get them older, we got to get them better, but it's pretty exciting how it's been. What is your main selling point or competitive advantage as Ohio State going out there and recruiting basketball? Because you know, there's so many polished programs. Yeah. There's the, the blue bloods that are always yes. in the Final Four. What is your pitch? Yes. We're, we're obviously not a blue blood in, in basketball, and yet we've been very relevant uh, as a program, uh, really, in the 2000s. And then we had some, we had some as a program in general, some probably rough years in the 70s, 80s, 90s, but still some pockets of high level. Uh, high level play, but there were some there were some rough stretches as well, um, and then obviously you have the, the the some of the Final Fours in the '60s. So in general, it's we have a really great uh, program to sell, even though we're not considered necessarily a blue blood. Uh, we have a credible uh, Columbus, incredible city in Columbus, um, and. Uh, in our five years here, we've been ranked in the top 15 in the country uh, every year we've been here. Uh, we've been ranked in the top 10 four out of the five years. So there's a relevancy. Um, and yet, obviously, we, we, we're trying to push to that next level in, in, in terms of uh, deeper runs in the NCAA tournament. But there's a lot of tradition to sell. And now we have, as a program, the ability to sell um, NBA players. I was going to say, you have a lot of Ohio State players that make it to the NBA. We have. And in relative to our league, it's maybe not been – it's not been as much as some other teams in our league. Um, but we're still probably – I think we're probably fifth, uh, fourth or fifth right now, which might surprise some people. But we had two this past year. Uh, Dwayne is still in the league. 
what recruits often look at now is, is your program successful and is it relevant? Um, stability of the coach and, and coaches, uh, the culture of the program, um, pa uh, how passionate is the fan base. But the high-level recruits are going to look at have you specifically as a coaching staff and as the head coach developed or recruited NBA players? So we've now been able to answer that. Now, I know every recruit's different, and I just want to make an offer to you because I know you some – Maybe you're recruiting somebody now who's got like a special situation, like maybe they grew up for a while in Ohio and the family moved out to L.A. And, you know, <laughs> if they came maybe, back, maybe to visit, maybe to visit yeah. a couple weeks. <laughs> and if that that recruits looking for more of a home environment, you know, I told you my son just went off to Ohio University and I've got an extra bedroom. So, <laughs> okay. if, it, you know, if if you got a recruit like that, that, you know, you're looking for something special, you know, you know what a great community UA is. Yeah, I've got a mother-in-law suite. I'll kick out my parents <laughs> if that's what it takes. Do they know that? Or they I mean, they're going to listen to it right they, now. They're one of our five listeners. So they'll <laughs> okay. seals the deal. I'm sure they'll be okay with it. All right. Or, or, you know, if there's any news you wanted to break today about, you know, any high-profile recruits <laughs> that are you know, that are coming along. You well, know. no, I can't specifically comment about any recruiting situations, but I, I think I realize, you know, you – you tried to be very general, but you weren't in that <laughs> <situation>. <laughs> Tried to be very subtle, but not yes. so subtle. Yeah. So, no, it's um, it's been it, – I will say this. It's been a really busy, you know, last uh, last few months of recruiting, but it's it's been great, which has culminated and got some exciting news here the past week uh, yeah. with, with the young man. So it's great. It's been, like I said, it's recruiting. We've, ne we've, not, we've not had it at this level before, and that's exciting for the future. Is recruiting something you enjoy doing, or is it the necessary evil to get to the season where you get to do the games? And yeah, it's, I, I think our, my staff would say, um, I, I don't, and I would say, you know, some coaches will willingly say, hey, listen, I, I can't stand it. Just get me to the season where I can um, – I, I, I wouldn't say that. I think there's a competitive element of it that I enjoy. And you just recognize that it's so much a part of the job. It really consumes our offseason. From when our season gets done with and now the transfer recruiting to always recruiting, you know, two or three classes ahead, it just consumes, you know, six months of the offseason. So it's really it's really an important part and something you 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 are forced to do every day. Um, I wouldn't say it's my the favorite part of my job, but I also it's it's not the worst part of the job either. I think it's just uh, building relationships and the competitive aspect and thinking about building a, a team is exciting and adding guys and and uh, um, has someone ever just sent you film or something you didn't know about and you weren't on a radar scouting service and. You know, they were great, or you looked at the video and you're like, hey, I'm going to go put this person on my list. Or is it, are there, are there channels that you always kind of follow to find people? It normally gets vetted by my assistants first. And, but you will go and watch a kid in AAU or in high school and be like, hmm, we should watch that kid. I've heard of experience a number of times where when I was at, at Butler, um, the guy that I inherited, uh, um, who helped him get to a Final Four. That's how they found him. They were watching somebody else and they saw him and they're like, hey, we should recruit him. So you have that sometimes. But the videos that we get sent on the daily, mm -hmm. um, I, I hate to tell people. Not so they, much. They, 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 don't, they don't typically get watched. Brian, don't press send on our clips. Yeah. <laughs> on my highlight reel from yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So I, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, so you are a UA resident. Um, yes. uh, talk to us a little bit about how you ended up in Arlington. Yeah, we wanted to live close. Uh, my wife, Lori, a daughter, Nora, um, she goes to Hastings. Um, uh, we just want to live close. And like you guys, we, um, we love the area and love the community. They've been really welcoming to us. And, um, you know, we can live in that area and, and, and people are friendly and say hi, but they also allow you to kind of have your own space. So uh, it's been great. It has been a tremendous community. We just wanted to live for our players. I don't think our neighbors always like it because <laughs> our players come over. It's usually 20, 25 cars thrown along the street. We wanted to live close to so they could come over yeah. on weekends or summer. That's great. So does your daughter play? She, uh, my daughter, uh, has played. She does not like the idea of being uh, Coach Holtman's real. Actually, she doesn't like the idea of playing being Coach Holtman's daughter right now. Much less, <laughs> At all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much less Coach Holtman's daughter who plays basketball. So she's tried it a little bit. She's doing cross country. She's in that phase where, you know, I'm sure you guys have or will experience, you know, dad's annoying, mom's annoying, you know, just we're utterly repulsive to her right now. Everybody tells me that about 25, it, at about 25, it will change. So. Is that right? <laughs> 13 <laughs> that, more years. I, I, yeah, that's really a sign for my three-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, well, you're, you're, still, in the, you're still in the honeymoon yes. phase. Uh, you know, you wait, wait until like 12 and 13. Hits yes. And, oh, Do you have sons or daughters? One daughter, Parker's three, and uh, she likes to learn the word no. That's her big thing. Yeah. yeah. She likes me still, but just doesn't like when I tell her to do anything. Yeah. yeah. That, the not liking when you tell her to do anything part will never change. And yeah, that's right. the liking you part, it'll go through phases. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so that's great. I did, you know, the other offer we wanted to make is, I don't know if you know this, but Katie is Katie Smith is actually an assistant coach on the high school women's oh, team. Yeah. yeah. And so, she, you know, I know you're busy. She can do that because the links are, you know, the WNBA is yeah, on yeah. and off schedule, but you know, I, I know the basketball coaches. If you wanted to coach during the summer in UA, <laughs> we take you. Probably we take you. I know you're busy during yeah. the winter, but I, you know, it's good to know. I know the coaches. I love we, those guys. We, yeah. we can, yeah. That, actually, they are great. Coach Casey's great, and then I'll tell them. you the women's program. Um, John Wonky uh, and Katie Smith are really doing a good job of kind of changing the culture to make the women's program feel like a program. Great. So it's good stuff. That's can exciting. you enjoy watching like a high school basketball game that doesn't involve scouting or work? I mean, or can you turn that off? Or are you always on the like, Oh, pretty mode? much always on, you know, dur during the occasionally I'll watch a game, a college basketball game during the, during the season and be able to like unplug, but it's usually only after, let's say we played at one o'clock on a Saturday and we beat, Purdue here at home and you know you get back after all the press conference and at you know from like five o'clock until ten o'clock if there's college basketball and I can kind of digest but if you lose ooh, it's brutal you know because you cannot think about anything other than the loss um, and then throughout the week if you're turning on a game you're always thinking about you know you're, you're looking at them as a coach as opposed to a fan. So, other than basketball and your daughter, what do you do to unplug? You know, yeah, or, um, or are you just such a complete absolute basketball junkie that? 
I, I'm bent more towards that. Yeah. I, I wish that uh, I had more hobbies and people, if there's any therapists out there listening, <laughs> uh, they would suggest, uh, as I have been suggested, to, to add more hobbies. I've thought about playing tennis, Ryan Day, and I've talked about that because I know he loves tennis as well. But um, we, have, we have a little lake house south of Indy that we got when we were Butler. I love the beach. I do enjoy traveling, which is, you know, a part of, part of our job. Um, I enjoy, you know, good dinners. But in terms of, you know, real hobbies, you know, there's like, you know, coaches like they'll, they'll have like can be serious golfers. Maybe they like to ride motorcycles or, you know, like Mark Few at Gonzaga is an avid fisherman, loves fly fishing, goes all the time. And it's a great release for him. I just haven't, I enjoy working out. Um, but I have not found that hobby that I could really dive into. It would be a great uh, kind of respite from the work. You mentioned Coach Day. Are you guys like buds or is that that rivalry? Because, you know, other schools are like yeah. literally the coaches are fighting over football <laughs> versus basketball. What is the I know. I saw that. I saw that <laughs> from a couple of schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a he's he's the real deal. He's great. And what you see is what you get with him. He's he's fantastic. And I really I do consider him a friend. And as, as this thing has changed from, okay, uh, NIL, name, image, and likeness, uh, the recruitment uh, pay for play that's happened in both sports in the last year, you know, we've had to call each other and say, hey, what are you hearing on the front lines? What, am, what are you hearing on the front lines? And the stories have been similar. Probably a little bit more money in football as there is in general but still pretty similar in terms of the, the money. And uh, so he, he's been he's been phenomenal. What about the other coaches, like maybe in the Big Ten, or you mentioned Mark Field, like is it a, is it a fraternity where you all kind of get along, or are you just yeah. hated rivals where you just, I just can't stand Purdue, you know, that sort of thing? There are some I cannot stand, but I won't say that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're going uh, to do the start bench cut, like yeah. repeatedly, and it's we're going to we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do a process out. of yeah. elimination. Yeah. Uh, I'd bench and cut a lot of them. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, there are there are some some great dudes in the Big Ten, um, and uh, you know I think the the Big East was interesting. The Jay Wright running the Jay Wright kind of ran the Big East when we were in the Big East, yeah. and he made it this very collegial thing. Um, and the Big Ten has been a it's just been a little bit more probably uh, I'll say corporate or business like. Um, so there hasn't been maybe a chance, even though it's been five years, to get to know uh, the coaches as much. But I, I, I've, uh, Tom and I, even though we've had a ton of battles, uh, he has been a guy that I've called a lot, Tom Izzo, um, and and uh, just picked his brain. I'd be dumb not to, um, and I really do consider him uh, a friend and somebody I respect. And we try to crush each other when we play, but and in recruiting, but uh, I really. Uh, Matt, I've gotten to know Matt. And then there are other coaches, you know, I've always, Ed Cooley's a friend of mine who's at Providence. Those are the coaches you just connect with, you know, throughout uh, the travels. So when we had Hoskett on, we gave him a start bench cut that was coaches. And I think it was Izzo, Calipari, and Beheim. Does that sound uh, right? Uh, was it Patino? One of them, he was like, no, it wasn't Patino. I would to never cut put, someone literally I, out of the world. He, he like told <laughs> us he did not like him. I forget yeah, who it was. It wasn't Patino. I, I would not have put Patino on there. I haven't. Well, I won't say because I don't want to get you in trouble. But 
putting something on a podcast where I talk that bad about a coach. But um, I he, can see he Bill spoke, being opinionated. He spoke very highly of Izzo. Yeah. And he talked about kind of what a fine human being he yeah. is on top of being a really good coach. He, he is. And I think what Bill respects, because Bill's been so successful as an athlete, a businessman, as in broadcasting, just overall – is he respects people who tell the truth, tell it like it is, and are honest, and are going to push uh, and coach kids. And that's what Tom has done for year after year after year. He's not been afraid to coach kids and tell them the truth. And I'm sure Bill respects that as a former elite athlete. So Yeah. So um, we uh, finish every podcast uh, with a pair of questions, um, since this is a UA-focused thing. So... What do you love about Upper Arlington? And if you could change something, what would it be? Um, I love a, a lot about Upper Arlington. I love uh, I love Scioto, um, even though I don't get there as, as much. Um, I love. Uh, I think probably the best thing, honestly, has been has been uh, just the people. Honestly, if I was going to say one thing, hey, what do you love about you know the? I mean, there's nice houses and great development and all that but i think i think the people that i've gotten to meet my wife have gotten to meet have been you know what's what's made it it really special um what i don't know if, man what would i change um i don't know i should ask you guys maybe what i mean you can say change. more basketball courts because which we need that well <laughs> we, we do need more basketball courts and we're, we're working on that I are think. you yeah so we're going to be building a community center that will have uh three full-size courts oh wow two of them will be about uh it's going to be at kingsdale where giant eagle yeah. is and all that um they'll be probably 50 feet up in the air with one wall of glass is that right is I'll it, send. I'll send you over some rendering. Construction on it now, or so hopefully we'll be break, hopefully we will be breaking ground in April. Hmm. So I'll send. I'll send over yeah, some renderings. It. I think it'd be. So is it a rec center? Is that kind of what it? So is? it'll be a rec center um, that'll have kind of a swimming pool, hmm. um, workout facilities. Uh, we'll actually move our senior center into the building. Um, Event space, event space, and then we'll great. have um, that's great. Three full size gyms, two of them wood courts, and one kind of a multi sport. Yeah, court. That's and, great. I think that's uh, that's that's going to be very popular. Yeah, I've seen those places like come about, and they who are they popular? I mean, it's not it's not like going to be like one of the, you know you see the image the famous one is the image of the gym in Chicago that's like up yeah. on top of the skyscraper up yeah. there. But it, I think it'll be pretty impressive to be able to be in a gym that's that nice and have that kind of a unique experience. I yeah. think, um, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll figure out a way that if the guys come over to the house and they can't avoid getting on a court, we'll, we'll find a way to get them in on the court. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd, we'd love, we'd love to do that. That's, that's a great addition. Yeah. I, so I'll, I'll, I'd love to have more basketball courts. So you're answering that uh, request right there. Uh, so I, yeah, that's great. Basketball junkies can never have enough basketball. No, courts. Don't <laughs> so I, I do have one no, no. final personal request. Sure. So when I play basketball, I have to wear these rec specs because I have goggles and I, it's dorky. Could you recruit like a good player who wears rec specs? Because like, hey, you know, Chris Sable used to wear them and I was cool for like a year and now no one wears them. Have you watched the Lakers special uh, legacy with Kurt Rambis? So. Yeah, they call me Rambis, but that's kind of dated at this point. We need the new, can you recruit the new Rambis for me, please? Yes, I will. It you could be a walk-on to someone cool where I could be like, that guy wears it for well, the, you, yes. you still have eligibility. He could just put you on yeah, the team and you can be the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the great beard. 
beard. Yeah, well, you yeah. have to probably color the beard a little bit. <laughs> Just for men. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that is a man. He made that thing cool. So I'm. It's impressive that you rock the rec specs while you're playing. <laughs> Mad respect for you for doing that. All right. Oh, I do. I do remember one other thing that I was going to ask you about. Uh, a little birdie might have told me that you've got your own preferred playlist that you like before games. Do you have, do you have a pregame <laughs> playlist that you like? I have a, um, I have two things. I have a playlist that I play uh, before games when when I when I need like calm and serenity. It's a mixture of country and you know could be jazz, could be R and B, could be a, a whole blend, could be old stuff I used to listen to. But then I have a playlist that. Um, I put together that is my music because every time I go in the gym, right, I'm hearing the player's music. So I put a playlist together for um, for post-practice stretching. And the best thing about it is the players hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so you should release it on Spotify, like you yeah. know, coaches, so, so what is players on, hate what is on this yeah. playlist? Oh, it's uh, I'd have to look at it. I, you know, it is a combination of uh, like, is it really bad country songs? It's or? it's not. Uh, I don't think they're bad. I mean, so as long as you like, you're not trying to torture them. Oh, yeah. Just, I tell like them um, because, you know, they'll laugh at it and mock at it. You know, they'll, they'll sing, you know, country songs and uh, and they'll make fun of it. And then, you know, like it starts to grow on them a little bit. And, uh, and I tell them, hey, I don't care if you don't like this. That's not why we're playing it. We're playing it because I enjoy it. Okay. All right. You not liking it as a bonus, but That's I actually right. like it. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, that is a thing. It's become a thing, this post-practice playlist that, uh, you know, they, they were like, they were asking me the other day, Coach, what's going to be on the post-practice playlist? They were giving me recommendations. I don't need recommendations. I got it handled. So is there anything the guys are listening to that you'll tolerate, or is it all just painful to your ears? There, there is a few things that, um, you know, well, there, was a so I, I, there was a song the other day that uh, I added that our players, it's, it's uh, your, your young kids would probably um, count me out by Kendrick Lamar. It's a new, new one. Um, doubt it's on either of your all's playlist uh, but uh, maybe no. i can give you my kids playlist it's coco melon uh the nursery rhymes <laughs> yeah. the wheels on the bus that'll coco change melon. stop top of the list right there yes that'll change but but mate so it's a mixture of like you could have a little bit of kendrick lamar you could have you're gonna have a lot of country in there and then and then just some old stuff uh like you might have i think in the previous ones i've had so it's not the same list every time you're like kind of doing what you it's feel It's all, like. yeah, Mercy, Mercy, Marvin Gaye. Oh. Uh, so it could be all. Try, whole, trying to teach the kids some yeah. quality. Okay, yeah. that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Well, listen, Coach, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for being on with us. Um, you know, I got spare bedroom for that one recruit. Okay. Um, any any. Recruit. If you need that practice player, let me know. You know, I'll have, Nate, I'll, have, I'll have Nate over any time you need him. Um, and just thanks for being part of the community. Thanks for being yeah, on the podcast. I appreciate you guys asking me, and uh, thanks for what you guys do in the community. Look forward to seeing you around. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys.